Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Want to learn from the brightest minds in real estate? Then you'll love our Real Trending Special Edition podcasts. Editor-in-Chief of Content Tracy Bell interviews brokerage leaders, top agents and teams, and industry experts on leadership, recruiting, marketing, and more. Subscribe today at realtrendsinc.podbean.com. This is your host, Tracy Velt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Realtrends. Today, we're talking all about recruiting with Ben Hess. Ben is a serial entrepreneur, writer, and coach who has helped hundreds of real estate companies, teams, and managers excel at recruiting. In 2007, he co-founded Third Pool Recruiting, a new agent recruiting marketing and software company that operates in more than 60 metro areas in the United States. He also co-founded CoRecruit, which is a coaching and training company specializing in experienced agent recruiting. So welcome, Ben. Hey, Tracy. Pleasure to talk with you and uh, connect with the real trend listeners today. Yeah, great. So we're going to get right into it. So obviously you have a lot of experience um, helping brokers and teams and managers recruit agents. Obviously today's market is just a little different with all the changes surrounding COVID-19. So how do you think that's changed recruiting in general? Um. Well, I think in one sense it, it hasn't changed recruiting, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, certainly when back in March and April there was certainly a shock that happened uh, when the COVID thing kind, kind of started and everyone was trying to figure out uh, how this was going to play play out. Uh, there was a, definitely a focus on let's take care of our own, make sure that our agents are okay. Um, but surprisingly it didn't take long at all before uh, recruiting started to re uh, reemerge uh, as hang on a second. There's opportunities here. There's some there's some things, and these are brokers and, and hiring managers that are thinking this way. Um, there are some new agent things I think that are that are have changed that uh, that are pretty significant. Um, there is a huge influx of uh, new high quality agents that are entering the business. I think COVID initially you know caused a bunch of mass layoffs and furloughs and those kind of things, and some of those people of course took opportunity to start a real estate business. But more, I think, where even the higher quality people are coming from is COVID has really caused them to kind of rethink their life uh, and say, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the thing that uh, I really find fulfillment around? And there's some great people that are coming in to the industry uh, because of that. Um, but also as experienced agents, uh, there is some, some changes, I think, that are happening, I think, more uh, than ever before. Uh, agents are starting to really ask the question, you know, what value am I getting from my broker? Uh, you know, when all these kind of uh, familiar sort of structures start to change, you know, going to the office, having sales meetings, those kind of things, it just causes people to ask questions. Uh, and when people start asking questions, then recruiting opportunities emerge and, and uh, you know, those brokers who are able to to uh, hear that, uh, to pivot, to be able to adjust, to do a better job of answering those questions, you know, probably going to have the recruiting advantage. So in some senses, a lot has changed, and in some senses, uh, you know, things haven't changed. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a great perspective, too. Um, so, you know, things are obviously opening back up. So 
but there are still people out there who aren't comfortable making big changes or meeting one-on-one. Um, what are some strategies that you're seeing out there that um, brokers and managers um, can use to recruit in this type of market? Well, um, we've worked, you know, with some of the best hiring managers and recruiters in, in the country over the last decade. And I think for these individuals, the, you know, the move to virtual uh, has really not been that big of change. You know, the, the idea of doing Zoom interviews, the ideas of using digital tools and being able to connect with people in those ways um, is really not something new. So it's just a, um, you know, it added to what they were already doing. So, so most people, most of recruiters, I'm not saying agents and everyone are in the same boat, but uh, for most recruiters, this has not been a huge change. Um, you know, certainly meeting face-to-face and those kind of things, um, there's some changes around that that, that are happening. Um, what is changing, I think, are definitely retention strategies. I think most of your listeners know that, that retention is, is the key component to recruiting. You know, that's the key feature that you need if you have people – trying to recruit on one side and all your agents are going out the other end, it's really difficult to make that happen. So I do see teams uh, and and companies and individual offices really struggling uh, to come up with really good ideas of how to to connect with their agents, how to maintain their cultures. And um, and so around there, I do see some pretty innovative things happening. Um, Certainly um, for the next couple months, while the weather's kind of nice, there's going to be continue to have some opportunities toward outdoor events and things like that. I think those strategies, getting people together uh, as much as you can is, is super important. Uh, but also, uh, you know, a refocus on service-oriented events. I think, you know, things like, you know, helping charities and those kind of things. Uh, Retention is super important right now, and I think that's the things probably that's changed the most and that brokers and, and offices and teams are struggling with. Yeah, you can't talk about recruiting without talking about retention. And um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on that note, both recruiting and retention, what do you see brokers doing right, and what do you find that they need to work on? Well, um, yeah, I think there's some really, you know, super uh, focused and innovative um, recruiters and hiring managers are in our industry. I think some of the smartest uh, people and the the most um, uh, motivated people tend to be focused on recruiting. So, so that's kind of the cream of the crop, I think. So, so it's not surprising that they're they are doing a lot of things right, and they're going to continue to to innovate along these areas. But um, with that said, I think recruiting, uh, you know, really boils down to a simple formula, and it's leads, having some sort of leads, and then having some sort of system to convert those leads. Um, you know, into actual um, recruiting. So, so we talk about it or look at it from the, you know, the experienced agent uh, perspective. I think, um, you know, most there's a lot of managers right now that are struggling uh, to generate enough leads uh, when it comes to experienced agent recruiting. And, and when we see recruiters or, or um, hiring managers fail, it's typically because they don't have enough leads into their system. So, so to be able to generate those leads through, you know, through agent referrals, uh, which is very, you know, super important, but also through what we call influencers. These are ancillary people around your businesses, mortgage reps, title reps, insurance appraisers, attorneys, those type of people. Um, to be able to to work with those, network with those people, to get referrals from those people, to use co-op agents, uh, the 
you know, contact co-op agents in, on these deals so that uh, you can have a consistent way of doing that. So what we see doing right is, is executing the basics, is generating leads very consistently and then having some sort of system of converting those leads uh, into hires. You know, and that starts with a, you know, some sort of basic recruiting CRM so you can keep track of follow-up. You know, but the real differentiator, and I think uh, what causes some recruiters and some hiring managers to do a better job and have more success than others is, you know, really the, the content and what happens during that follow-up process. So the people that are successful are the ones that, you know, understand the prospect's unique goals and, and aspirations are the ones that, you know, kind of identify the, the true pain and obstacles that people are experiencing, and then they're able to personalize those solutions that they provide um, to the needs of those prospects. So, like, it's always been that way, meaning that the ones that are most successful tend to have the most, the best skills um, and the best capacities to do this type of work, and, um, of course, that produces results. Now let's take a quick break to hear some exciting news from Real Trends and our sponsors. Ready to sell your firm? Over 760 leading firms have entrusted Real Trends with the sale or purchase of their most important asset, their brokerage company. With a deep knowledge of the real estate industry and current market trends, Real Trends President Steve Murray and Vice President Scott Wright can represent firms of all sizes, models, brands, and locations in the United States and Canada. Now, back to our podcast. So, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, if you can give me more specifics, is there, and I don't necessarily need the name of the broker or manager, but mm -hmm. is, there, is there someone in particular that you feel is doing something really innovative, and what is that? Um. I think uh, I think in recruiting, uh, you know, the the innovation happens in the execution, uh, and so I think the ones that are executing most successfully, so they have good accountability systems, they have good ways of ju generating leads, they have good techniques uh, and good um, follow up that that's happening in those areas. Um, you know, there's not like one magic bullet that that solves recruiting. Or there's not some you know magic thing that people are doing out there that uh, that oh if we did it that way it would all be better. It's it's in the minutia of who's executing the best and who's um, who's following through on that leads plus a system sort of framework. Okay. Um, so I want to look at the industry as a whole and tell me what trends you're seeing in the next maybe six months that might have an impact on how um, brokers and managers recruit or retain agents? Well, um, from a, we talked a little about n new agent trends, uh, meaning that there's you know an influx of people coming in. I think that that's going to continue um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the next six months. From an experienced agent perspective, uh, I think uh, you know the, the fourth quarter and the first quarter are traditionally kind of the the times where more movement happens, you know, the summertime's over and people are kind of re, um, refocusing on what's happening. So uh, I think that's going to intensify uh, this year because I think a lot of people are looking back over the last six months and saying, you know, did, was my broker there for me? Was, was, uh, is this working out like I think it's going to? What is, what is 2021 looking like? You know, and, and those, those are just really important questions that are on the minds of, of many uh, many brokers and, and uh, hiring managers. 
but the, so the trend I see underneath of that is that um, I think you're going to see a lot of agents that are really um, more than ever, you know, focused on a value-based relationship with their broker. Uh, they're going to be asking, you know, you know, what am I getting for those fees that I pay the broker? You know, are the benefits that are being uh, offered, are they personally, you know, valuable to me? And, um, you know, in that scenario, the, the cheapest option doesn't always win. And I think that's important to recognize um, that, uh, you know, people want value. If you think about how they buy cars, for example, you know, the the Camry is, is, is the Toyota Camry is the, you know, the best-selling car in the, in the U.S., uh, it's not the cheapest car in the U.S. It's the one that has the, all the features and the you know the value that people see in it. So, so it isn't that agents aren't willing to pay. They are. They are willing to pay if the services that are provided uh, are able to reciprocate uh, that that value relationship. And I think mo a lot of brokers are not good at this, and that's where they're going to struggle because, you know, um, either they're trying to be everything to every agent, which of course creates a lot of scalability problems, or they're gonna. They tend to want to offer something generic, uh, and it's just get as many agents as possible to buy in. And so the trend I see are the agents that are able to say, "Hey, I'm going to claim a niche. I'm going to be the best service offering for this type of agent, uh, and then excel in those areas. Um, you know, the ones that are probably going to have the advantage." Yeah, and it is. It's funny. The pandemic has caused um, you know everyone to kind of rethink what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I think it will result in a better agent um, and a better broker yes. all the way around. So uh, finally, yeah, we're going to talk agree. a little, little bit about opportunities. So where do you see opportunity for brokers in the coming year or so? Um, I think that uh, the, the most opportunity that's, that's going to be for for brokers are the, are, is going to be in the area of those that can execute and accomplish recruiting and execution better than the competitors. And, uh, and I think uh, um, the, what I mean by that is, is uh, this idea that, that uh, I'm going to need to offer value. Uh, I'm going to be able to need a strategy that I can, that I can be comfortable with. I, I'm, this, this involves things like, you know, what I said earlier, claiming, claiming a niche, uh, I'm going to focus on a certain type of agent or, or helping a certain type of agent. I'm going to very clearly identify um, a you know ideal recruiting prospect. I'm going to to create a, a unique value proposition for that uh, that that particular agent, so that you know what I'm offering is very specific to them. So I think those you know having a very solid strategy uh, around that is going to cause some you know recruiters and hiring managers to be more successful than others. Uh, but then boiling that down to some sort of execution that's very, very predictable. So having a lead generation system that uh, allows uh, you to generate leads very consistently, to have a recruiting recru routine that uh, causes a person to, you know, causes you to, to be dedicated to, um, you know, doing the work, the, the, all that boring and, and uh, a lot of minutia that's involved with uh, doing recruiting on a day-in and day-out basis, and then having tactics around lead conversion and, uh, you know, bringing people across the finish line at the end. And all that needs to be wrapped up in some sort of, you know, mindset that uh, allows people to stick to this work. And, and that's where I see a lot of people where recruiting execution really fails is, you know, they don't have that kind of that farming mindset of, 
you know, this is a long-term process. This is something that requires me to be uh, on the job every day and, and do a high repetition of tasks but have low positive feedback. I don't get hires very often, but I have to do a lot of work to get them. So that mindset issue is super important as well, but, uh, but it's really an overall package of recruiting execution. It's, it's a lot what the agents are doing right now. Those that are executing well are just more successful than – than uh, those that aren't. And um, I think as, as brokers and, and hiring managers and, and recruiters, that, that's where the focus needs to be. Yeah, and it's interesting. You, you mentioned kind of really focusing in on the agent you want, and I think that gets lost a lot. Um, you know, you see some high producer who might be interested, and that person might not actually fit your culture or or do well with your company, but but you can't quite let them go. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 so hard, and uh, and it's uh, you know it's it's hard. It's such it's such hard work with low feedback that you know we get a little bit lazy there. It's like hey, you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna do what I always did and and uh, not try to change things. And and that's where you know people are willing to pivot and change and and grow and uh, are the ones that are going to, you know, capture the opportunities. Yeah. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining the Real Trends podcast. It was very interesting, um, you know, a lot of what you had to say about recruiting and some of the trends. So so uh, thanks for, for enlightening us. Well, it's certainly my pleasure, and, and uh, I look forward to uh, connecting again soon.